0: Thanks for listening to this Word in Your Ear podcast. If you'd like to get early access to all our productions ad-free, priority booking for our live events, and to take part in our weekly quiz, go to patreon.com slash Ear for more details.
1: Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support.
3: You're listening to a podcast from the Word.
0: So it says in Podcast of the Week in the Times, it says in what is generally a very favourable review, but it says Mark, I've read it. I know there are quibbles. I'm
2: doing it again. There are quibbles. One started. One set me
0: off. One hesitates (laughs) to criticise Mark Ellen, but he does laugh an awful lot. I love that one. Hesitates. Tell that to my wife. Um, so it's it's the uh, only negative that they've found to say is that you laugh a lot, and ne- no, I have to tell you, listeners, Mark has
2: taken this to heart. I am, I'm quite worried now because I'm, I'm desperately going Are to try and laugh less, you know, and and you know if, you, if I do start laughing, for God's sake, step in, won't you? Have a quiet word. So Trevor, honestly, <laughs> it's really upset this guy. Trevor, Trevor, Trevor Dan is our yeah, special
0: guest this week. You're sitting next to Mark on the sofa, so you can slap him if he, uh, you know.
3: I think what he, he does is that much. old thing of telling a story from back here and then
2: leaning in.
3: to oh, laugh. that's of really <laughs> course
2: that is you. It, isn't it, it? will be. But I recline to uh, <laughs> yes to deliver a hilarious <laughs> anecdote. That's that's yes. that's yes. But don't stop laughing, you oh, know, please. I mean, sure. You know, okay. it's a very
0: important part of the I very easily. I'm very easily amused, as you know. So welcome to the Word Podcast, uh, Matt Hall at the Wheels of Steel, are you all right over there Matt?
4: Very well sir, happy new year to
0: you. And the same to you, did
2: anybody HNY, do- H-N-Y as PRs are saying to me. Yes, I, I noticed that. I got back that. yesterday and lots of PRs just go, HNY Why? to me, <laughs> and you just think, God, what a clear shot. <laughs> it really annoys I me. Brings H-N-Y, HNY, have a GR8, you know, uh, New Year M8, love you to know. The <laughs> It brings out the grump
0: in me, really, you know, the the first few days after New Year. Which is only just under the surface, David. Which, (laughs) of course, nowadays, the first few days after New Year take place sometime in February, don't they? When
3: everybody gets back. That's right. And every
0: conversation starts the same, you know.
3: Well, it wasn't later...
2: Recorded a bit earlier. Oh, well, well, oh well, I've we got should... that on my list. I've got that on, on my that. list. But no, that every one conversation the earth-shaking issues we're going to correct. <laughs> every conversation starts with "Oh, just quiet, you know."
0: Yeah, that's <laughs> you know, yeah. the, everybody needs to go through the same thing.
3: Did you so have Uncle Ken round as well then? <laughs> he, he's quiet. <laughs> he <laughs> you, can... Have you actually got Uncle? I've got an Uncle Ken, and he comes round every year. No, no, no. He
2: is. Does he listen to the podcast? No, no, he won't be. So So you're safe.
3: You're safe. But he 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 does redefine dull. Does he? I'm afraid so. (laughs) What's his idea (laughs) of? Is it boxer quality street? I
4: don't know if it was pointed out by David before, but if there's anything that you're going to say that you're going to ask us to cut out later. You're just not saying <laughs> Oh, yeah. Starting with Uncle Ken. <laughs> <laughs> yes,
0: I think Uncle Ken has got a subscription to Word bought for him for Christmas. You know, yes. He's probably going to be listening to this podcast very, very closely. Yeah. But let's leap in straight away on the big subject that Trevor has mentioned, that has been exercising the leader writers of the Daily Mail, I think, which is... <laughs> in Jules, the silly season. Jules Holland's later New Year's Eve is shock horror...
2: Not live? Surely not. <laughs> On New <laughs> the Year's World's Day? Can I has, has it ever been live? So you could it? It be? it's never been. Well,
3: live. I actually looked after it for a little while when right. I was at the BBC in a management position. Right. And um, no, it's never been live. In fact, um, I think it, it is recorded actually slightly nearer to Christmas than it has been in the past these days. But no, I mean you couldn't possibly get that cast list. No, of course, could you? Could well, you, that's for the near, point. You the couldn't real get the technicians. You couldn't get the
2: camera, What do no, people I mean, expect? Seriously.
0: P- well, for years, for years, I went to my, my good friend, the major, who's a very bright guy, know you know, the man who, you know, moves, cracks his whip and the captains of industry come to heel. You Absolutely know, right. this man is a very, very bright man. Went to Oxford University and so forth. Right. But That's I used to genius. sit, I used to sit with him down at his huge, great, you know, estate down in Dorset on New Year's Eve. With him turning on Jules Holland's later. He'd well, they must be warming up. And he Ooh, thought. they must be nervous. It was live. <laughs> you know, he thought that when they counted in the new year or whatever, that that Jules Holland, Eric Clapton, you know, Paul yeah. McCartney, and God knows who yeah. else,
3: were actually in Lime Grove or wherever, looking at their watches. But the reason why the press have gone bonkers about it this year is in the light of Blue Petergate. Of course. And uh, I believe this is why, if you did actually see the programme, it started and finished with this thing of uh, Jules getting in Doctor Who's TARDIS and appearing to go back or forward in time. Oh, uh, we that little, com- it? little oh, bit of prequel activity. That was there know, to, kind of to of remind us. The, yeah. Yeah. But, but the, the other thing is, is yeah. did you know that um, if you watched it on ordinary broadcast television, it was a little bit late for midnight... But if you watched it on digital, it was about six seconds late. And if you watch it in high def, it's even later than that. Yeah, (laughs) so 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 you could enjoy
2: midnight three or four
3: times on the same.
2: Several New Years. But it is it is the only
0: thing (laughs) on the telly on New Year that is presented as if it's live, but isn't Mm. presumably. Having I mean, everything else, you know, Princess Street, Edinburgh, or God knows what, you know, the well, White you, Heather Club. You think so?
3: <laughs> oh, I mean, they, that's got cool. they got everybody. They got everybody in Edinburgh there a week early. Uh, They've all
2: buggered off to the West Indies. You know, I the think BBC's it's the party. only
3: show of that sort I can think of that is done in that.
2: way. is the controversy that the the uh, jewels should now say, by the way, in all honesty, I hold my hand up here. Yeah, this is pre-recorded. Is I that, think that what the is that controversy the
3: is issue? there's nothing to write about in a newspaper at the it's beginning also, of January, it's so, it's so we also, might as well tell you, I
2: remember doing a television programme, which you might have been involved with, actually, Trev, uh, a whistle-test um, New Year's programme right at the very end of whistle-test. I think only Andy Kershaw and I were still there. And I can, I'm here to tell you, there is nobody in the BBC Television Centre on New Year's Eve. There this is, is right. literally nobody. There was Andy and me, and a guy called, I think his name was Hugh McGaskell. who was a weather forecaster. Somebody, McGaskell. Ian McGaskell. Ian McGaskell. Ian (laughs) Ian McGaskell. And I bumped into him in the corridor, and he was looking a bit miserable. He had a can of Kestrel beer. (laughs) And he was about. It's absolutely true, by the way. And Andy <laughs> and I were just had been driven, would just be maddened, really, with boredom and also it was homesickness to a degree, because we wanted to be back at home with you know with an lampshade on our head. And ate I remember this show. We God, sat, I think you were on it. We, said, it, we sent we sent
3: the executive producer out
2: for pizza. You exactly. It, didn't we and then he
3: couldn't find anywhere couldn't in find Shepherd's pizza. Bush, London you where, where you the could producer. get pizza. And Andy Super. and I,
2: pathetically, we were younger, had um, bottles of uh, of uh, wine or something, and we'd written on the labels um, something like "innocent fizzy pop." <laughs> That's
4: it. That's right, <laughs> which,
2: which is and prominently held us towards the camera. We were actually drinking heavily out of a bottles of Leafra milk, and then Andy Lott began uh, at midnight. It was a little cutaway into a, a, a video of Robert Palmer or something, <laughs> or inevitably. And he and I both, for some reason, learned to juggle, and we juggled. And then I we brought on our star guest well, in Madagascar, and you were entirely untroubled by viewers. <laughs> Not <laughs> a single person was watching. They certainly turned off when we started juggling. There was nobody. And Madagascar came. I bumped into the car. and said, "Look, old oh boy, tell you what, we'll come on your show if you come on ours. Why don't we?" We're going to do the weather with you. You can come and do the crowded house. He didn't go for the weather no, thing at all, but that. he did come on our show. McGaskill, do you remember him? God, no. It, I just remember. We've got Ian McGaskill innocent innocent sitting, on the, sitting uh, on the sofa. Innocent We were times, wild, remember? crazy we're mavericks. Right? We were.
3: The Word. A magazine, a website, a podcast, a way of life.
0: There's something that I want to, I've got on my little list on my postcard here that I wanted to touch on, which connects the man who's on the cover of the new issue of Word, who is Morrissey. Yes. With the early days of kind of marathon broadcasting on the BBC, prior to the New Year's Eve stay-up-all-night madness, there used to be a programme... This may be stressful to young listeners, <laughs> called Rock Around the Clock. Oh, good lord, yes. Which used to be done kind of bank holidays, Trevor,
2: yes. probably. Yeah, bank probably bank holidays. Probably Saturday
0: over Sunday, Saturday night, Sunday morning, or Sunday night, Monday morning, or whatever. A kind of marathon rock show. You were allowed. They gave you the whole of BBC Two. That's yeah. it. So yeah. we've got no snooker, we've got nothing, we've got no costume drama. Do what Which you like. Wall to wall rock, baby. Start at four o'clock in the afternoon or even <laughs> earlier. Yeah. And
2: then go through to rock to
3: first thing in the morning. Is that right? That was right. And I remember one year we booked New Order to do a That's session at uh, the BBC radio recording studios in yep. Made Vale. Yeah. And we had cameras in there. And um, I was producing in the television centre. And a guy with a white coat came over to me and said, There's some bloke here asking for you. I'm Mr Rook. That's right. Slingier. So oh. Slingier no, sling exactly. <laughs> so I go down there and it is Peter and he's come to the wrong place. Now I have How to really? say no 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 you have to go to Maid of. A. He wouldn't believe me. He said no I've got it on my paper here. I'm doing uh, rock around the clock on the telly. But he, uh, so I think he did eventually turn up. But,
0: no, uh, so so yeah. rock around the clock it used to consist of that they, they had you know live performances you know from the Standridge Way was there? Standridge the or whatever. <laughs>
2: And uh, <laughs> playing camouflage, and it's they would, sh- was oh, they would yeah. show
0: yeah. you know they would show old uh, Rocky entries like was. Jules Holland goes to Montserrat yeah. with the police or whatever. Yeah, yeah, you know, it it we an A artist, but. Dave. Yeah. that's
3: curious.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but the thing that kept the thing going—that's <laughs> the laugh. That's it. Stop doing it. Sorry, Dave. I just the thing that kept the thing going. The granting that held the programme together. And also, it is amazing to reflect, used to make significant numbers of people stay up all night, particularly the guys who ran off licences in the home counties yeah, or whatever, Who were was that they had anyway. a thing called the video The video vote. The video vote. The video vote. And basically, this used to work. I think we used to compile a list of ten videos that people might want to see. I'm saying, so you have to name now the ten that were always on there. There was always...
1: Well, ZZ James Top. ZZ Top. <laughs> Michael yeah, Jackson's
3: thriller, thriller yeah. wasn't it? Michael Jackson's thriller.
2: Top. Meatloaf. Uh, like Duran Duran's one when they're on a yacht. Girls on... Oh, yeah,
4: whatever. Yeah. Ashes, Ashes to Ashes, Ashes David yeah.
3: Bowie. The
4: Ashes to Ashes. The aforementioned Robert Palmer. There Addicted pro- to Love. Oh, Addicted God. Talking yeah. of which, I sat
0: next to somebody who was one of the girls in that video at a dinner... Not long ago, that was That's a, the kind of life we live.
2: still breathing, looking very, very fine. Dave Edwards <laughs> literally lives the dream. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he sits there, by day. He podcasts <laughs> Word Magazine. By night, he's hanging out with the ladies on, on Watch the Out videos. Did you have? Did you have a
4: friend? <laughs> <laughs>
2: it had
0: meatloaf. Yeah, it, you know, uh, meatloaf. Yeah. Uh, yeah. bad out, out of hell, hell yeah. whatever. Yeah. So Absolutely. they had yeah. ten, and no, but it's just what it tells you about the patience of people pre-digital. Mm. That people would ring up. Okay. They would use an old dial telephone, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. with their fingers. Pay an enormous th- amount of money, and they would get through to a waiting. phone operator who was in the studio. Right now, here we start to come to what connects this extraordinary relic of the, of the pre-digital past with the person who's on the cover of Word. Do you remember? The we had him answering We the got Morrissey oh, we did, to answer the phone no, I on oh, I the video vote. I, I was just struck with was day. a little cutaway, wasn't there? Was, we interviewed him, you know, live. As we go with Morrissey. As we go.
2: Other public calling. And actually you, taking
0: votes. <laughs> to be for? fair, yeah. it's like probably
2: Travis, It was an extremely good idea because as a viewer it must have been a fantastic incentive because you saw this bank of people, do you remember with little headsets on? Looking okay. like something really out of the Second World War now, wasn't it? Yes. Okay. Hello! Another for Juran Juran, no problem. Good luck, matey. i like them too. Click burr. Yeah. And then next one was the most big arch, wasn't it? Come in, Hamburg. Yes, come in. <laughs> That's right.
0: But there were there used to be people from the accounts department at the BBC who used to come and give up their bank holiday
3: to answer the phones and be on the telly in the background. Yeah. Sitting next to
0: Morris. Now, I
3: thought, thought you were going no uh, to say that there was a connection between that and something else that we okay. talked about earlier, Go on. which is that we used to carefully tabulate these results, and then make them up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, I will not <laughs> have that said. True. <laughs>
4: In, a, oh, in, I a, in a moment, we them the in the show. order
0: we'd already decided. In a moment, Didn't you're we? going to tell me that the BBC Sports Personality of the Year was run by one by Bob Nudd, Shh. ten years uh, running. Uh, you never got to talk pick about up that. the
2: golden award, <laughs> <order>. but <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't possibly. <laughs> do we have a pet cat or anything? Where No, but we, we changed his name. I don't I, know. No, I worry,
3: I, no. th- do you remember who famously got very, very drunk on a rock around the clock? stayed all night. Captain Sensible. No, fish. 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 Correct. Fish
2: <laughs> from Marillion.
3: <laughs> we, were, oh we got high God. quality guests. Fish oh out of Marillion.
2: All right, fish or or his, got, his got, his his mother
4: knows it? <laughs> Derek, Derek, Derek did Thank you. Derek Dick. So He did,
2: I remember it so well. I and said, he said, I can remember something like I'm not gonna do a patronising, so it's like am Scottish accent. <laughs> <laughs> you Remember he said, I live on whiskey and haggis land, Whiskey and porridge. That's right. Do you remember that was his
3: catchphrase? Yeah. And we used to, to We, we used laddie. to come on and go, You're not on now, fish. Yeah, Off fish, you go. Fish. No oh, there's no room for you on this sate. Yeah. yeah. But he wouldn't go. He wouldn't go. No, he wouldn't. No. He couldn't, he, couldn't he, just, he just
0: loved being there. Couldn't, couldn't He the rather a sweet fellow. Lovely he guy. was a very
2: sweet guy. Lovely d- He fish. probably did like go him. on
0: with
3: Ian McCaskill.
2: I think he did, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> those
0: were the halcyon days of Rock Around the Clock when you could jolly Morrissey into, say, answer a <laughs> phone. Rather than having to deal with, you know, you know tons of lawyers before you, you know, have anything to do She's with the It is absolutely amazing. It. It's an innocent time that we go back to. But anyway, okay, moving on. What is today? What, what birthday is celebrated today? I know the answer to this, actually. Well, there's a load of them. Oh, well, right. But we're recording I this on the David on Bowie's, Tuesday, aren't we? David on the Tuesday. Right. It is, it it is David Bowie's birthday today. 62nd birthday, I think. 62 or 63, I think. Or 61. It would have, have be it. been yeah. Jerry Garcia's birthday. Yeah.
2: Um, but also... Uh, Captain Trips, of course, yes. The man. But also, El- Elvis Presley. Would it have would have been 73. 73. Yes. <sighs> Which is...
3: Kinda of makes you think, doesn't That's it? That's weird. I just caught a number seventy three. Oh to get here.
0: Nina, Nina. lucky in Islington that you would survive yeah. with life and living. <laughs> Did he go down
2: the end of Lonely Street? <laughs> then turn right.
1: <laughs>
2: to a to a bed and breakfast that was formerly heartbreaking. <laughs> so I just want to put this point to you.
0: Kinda of seriously. Elvis Presley, are we forgetting about him now? Has it got to the point where, you know, you sort of get too old, you know, that his natural constituency, you know, are, are, are getting in the zone? Well, uh, my, I mean, it's a horrible thing to say, but you, <laughs> know, you, you, you sort of get the feeling that, mm. that he's sort of passed I over think, the I
2: horizon. Think, I don't know. Don't you think that the, the sort of um, celebrations of events like that are entirely dependent on the age group of the people who run the media? Oh, yeah. I always used to feel this was true about... Uh, Neil Young's, and you know, Monopoly, uh, which I think is possibly coming to an end, I don't know, but there was a time when Neil Young, Van Morrison, and everybody, all these guys, were all over the broadsheet newspapers and all over the radio, particularly Radio 2, because the people who ran those programmes, the people who edited those newspapers, were whatever, 45, and these were their great heroes. They were the same age as we would have been when we were doing, I don't know, Q or whatever it was, Mojo or something. And, um, and now, I guess, nobody running any of those newspapers or radio programmes is the kind of person who wakes up in the morning... And sticks on, um, you know, an Elvis toe tapper, like a hound dog.
4: uh, Those were the days. What do you think, Trevor? Well,
2: I think it feeds into exactly
3: that on on the radio as well. I think radio programmers are about thirty-five to forty-five now, and consequently, and I don't know whether this is is actually the same with Elvis, but I was thinking about how you never now hear um, the Doobie Brothers, you never hear Steely Dan because that generation only knows them, as it were, through the textbooks, through, through history and heritage. So if they want, because for professional reason, reasons they think they should play something from the 70s or the late 60s, it's going to be ABBA, or it's going to be you know somebody whose name is in the Guinness Book of Hit Singles. And actually,
4: yeah. uh, and actually, the people who have the commissioning purse strings now, which is, kind of, which is what I think is, is what it comes down to, are um, commissioning programmes about punk, and it's kind of moved on Indeed. to that. Mm-hmm. so the
0: summer of love has been replaced by punk rock yeah. you know so that's that's and in moment time it will now move on. It'll move on it'll move on it'll be nirvana yeah we'll be the kind of you know yeah, will, access point summer do you love do, will be do you go with stone roses uh,
3: uh, at the age you are now do you feel like i do sometimes a bit like adam adamant you kind of went to sleep. <laughs> well, for a start, we have to explain oh, that. Okay. Oh, yeah, we probably did. That
0: was a <laughs> hello, children, a bro- everywhere. Program bro- 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 was briefly on in about nineteen sixty-five.
2: Yeah. Okay, yeah. so this bloke We're went to sleep we just you're to just dazedy or Prince Charming, Oh, <laughs> another Adam oh, Adams. Adam. Adam. Who was he?
3: So this guy went to sleep and then he woke up and it was a hundred years later or something like that. But I, I rather feel with the whole of British radio that. I, know, I hear what you say about how radio uh, had people like Van Morrison and uh, so on on it. I'm not sure which month that was. Because I think, I kind of feel I went to sleep when, you know, Radio 2 was all the carpenters. And then I woke up and it was all Snow Patrol. I'm not sure <laughs> uh, when. Yeah, yeah. was When yeah, was it actually for work. me? You know, yeah. When was it playing the Doobie Brothers and Al Stewart? And When, when, did, when did it do that? I think it just kind of... It Nobody did that. Mr. Generation. the, the only people who did that, I think I'm right in
0: saying, were, were commercial radio actually. In the bit. early days, animal yeah, radio, they Nicky did. Horn, your mother yep. wouldn't like it, Roger all Scott. that kind of thing. It played American FM yeah. hits when Radio One didn't. Mm. Radio One was playing kind of punk rock or, uh, or so, what whatever. I don't pop. know. P- P- That's a
2: good point. You're absolutely right. Thank you. <laughs> I very rarely say that. I think to, i am better to have a quit money. on a high. <laughs> but it's true, isn't it? I think it is, yeah. But if you went to America in that time, which I did, we talked about the 70s, right? Hmm. I remember hitchhiking around America 11,000 miles with my mate in these big old trucks doing all that traditional stuff. And the radio reflected precisely what was going on. It was hmm. Steve Miller Band was the big thing. And the album called Fly Like an Eagle, you remember mm-hmm. that? And uh, yeah, Wasting Way in Margaritaville. And, uh, you know, yeah, Doobie Brothers mm. and the Allmans, and all that stuff. But know, just, we, we, we just knew that English world.
3: The, your, your magazine reflects all the time that world where you just ignored what was in the singles chart and you just bought albums. So if, if we are around at somebody's house and they put on, I don't know, a Cat Stevens album, we'll probably know half the tunes on it. But if you're a radio programmer You'd trying to program for like us, you wouldn't know that. So you, you think, oh, Cat, so I'm not sure who he is. I'll play, I'll play the Carpenters.
0: This is very interesting because, you know, Trevor and, and, and Matt also, you know, you, you know how music finds its way onto radio programmes. And, and, you know, which is something that, you know, readers of this magazine and people on the, on the website, webmagazine.co.uk, are, are constantly kind of agitating about, you know, is, is how plinkingly obvious most choices of, of music are. You know that you know if if they're going to do an item on the TV about fashion, it will be David Poe's Far Far Fashion. You know, oh, if it's going to be about the yeah. city, it is Pink Floyd's Money.
4: You mm-hmm. know, my favourite is uh, no, it's, uh, You and Yours. Whenever they do a Money, <laughs> whenever, <laughs> but that's because a Harris. Uh, whenever You and Yours does a, 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 something on finance, they always play Pink Floyd's mm. Money. And that's because they ring up the Grams Library and say, we need some tracks about money. Mm. And somebody types money in the The name of the song is? Also, it starts with a cash register. But there's a
0: serious bit of kit here, isn't there, Trevor? I mean, which I know is Selector. And other people know, you know, there's different names, there's different brands. But but what people don't understand is that most music on radio is chosen by computer,
3: isn't it? How is it done? How is it done? Well, it's it's all uh, a question of you put stuff in, and then the computer shuffles it out, and then it pulls it out for you. So the computer isn't really picking uh, the music; it's picking, it's putting in order the music that you 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 have have, have put in. But very very briefly, this this dates back in the UK. To a period in the uh, 80s and 90s when Radio 1 was very young and Radio 2 was quite old, and commercial radio drove a big ship through the middle by saying, We will just play music for people who are about 20 to 30, (coughs) excuse me, and we'll play nothing else and we'll be very consistent. We won't do specialist shows. Whether you're driving you know, from Peterborough to Bristol, you will hear yeah. the same damn records. And these will be tested in auditoriums and tested over the phone. And there will, will be research within an inch of their lives. And these will be the records we know people want to play. And that was a very, very good way of, 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 of getting listeners at that time. Well, that became the rule. Yeah. And now, as you know, if you're in a radio station, and you say, well, do you think somebody might like to hear something by, I don't know, Jethro Tull? They'll say, "Well, I don't think that would test well, dear." Yeah, quite. Yeah. And what does that mean? You know? <laughs> it's, it's I don't personally like it. It's not on the core, but it's also more than that. It is uh, because you've you've, pre- you've put all the tunes into the computer, which you have. Broadly you have, you. and you've you've told the computer what it sounds like. Because so the computer doesn't know <laughs> right. until you say. You know, uh, Mark Ellen's best friend, Chrissy Hind. If she makes a record, is she American female or is she English band? Uh, right. Is she is she rock? So the is, she in the is she pop? Yeah, you, you've got up tempo, tempo. But, yeah. you, oh, yeah. but the thing that Good gets owner. me, the thing that gets
0: me, <laughs> is okay. Let's take let's take a case plucked out of the air, Steeler's Wheel. Oh, okay, Steeler's Wheel. One There's big hit, one big hit, one minor hit. When I don't know, nineteen seventy three, seventy four, oh. something like that. Oh. I don't know. Big hit. Stuck in the middle with you, follow up. Everything is going to work out fine. Minor hit. You will hear stuck in the middle a million times on the bloody radio. Mm. You will never, never ever want. hear the follow up because no. whoever's programmed it has put still as well.
3: Obvious. That's because the obvious shoe. When, if you're going to run your format according to records that quote test well, stands to reason you've got to test them, haven't you? So, so you, testing just means you ring up somebody. Well, auditorium testing is when you stick a load of people who represent your target audience in a room, in a hall, in a hotel, that kind of thing, and you play them little clips of records and you get them to vote with a little meter whether they really like Recru- it, turn it to the right or really don't like it, turn it to the left. Uh, and then, but telephone testing. And my the
4: Stanford prison experiment wheel <laughs> somebody on. Kill, kill.
3: And telephone <laughs> testing is about. We're going to play you some records that are currently on our playlist. Would you like to tell them whether you tell us whether you're fed up with them yet? But the the thing about the basic auditorium did testing thing. When
2: you were at Radio Two and
3: Radio mm-hmm. One, you, you, this, we never did this. In, in did my this? day at Radio One and Two, we never did any of this. We just chose them ourselves. I think there is more science there now, but I was involved with it in, in that company of, of which we rarely speak on this podcast. <laughs> is this, H, well, H, H. H. Bauer of Germany. It, it, um, well, any commercial. No, EMAP Radio that's that's used to do. I went. I went on. to one of these testing things, yeah. and of course, the question is: the the reason why that Steelers Wheel record will never be played is because nobody thought to test it. Yes. You know, because it didn't come up. Somebody wrote our list and went, I don't know, Waterloo, you know, Robbie Williams, Angel. Or they Uh, look in the Guinness Book
0: of Hits. exactly. They go for the obvious. So you get the cream Mm. gets repeated endlessly and the little bit where it becomes full fat milk... Yeah, never oh. gets in there at all. <laughs> now, that's, a, that's another noise that's they don't like, <laughs> Mark. <laughs> right. Mark Keller's cocaine habit.
3: <laughs> this, I hope you're not going to catch my <laughs> streaming cold, but I, fashionably
2: but I here, Here's the <clears> other <throat>
3: interesting thing about radio. When you go out and ask people what they least like about radio, the two things that come out on top are, number one, the commercials, and number two, the repetition. Right. So why are so many stations doing repeating which was a great idea for a pop station if you're playing you know the hot 40 then that's what you do you just play the same record over and over again again. yeah yeah, that's absolutely right but if you're playing you know if you're the arrow or planet rock or uh, you know classic gold or gold or whatever you are today well why not have a thousand tracks two thousand three thousand you know why why just shuffle around the same 250
0: I've written a thing about, about digital radio in the, in the current issue. You have very good ears, too. I read it this morning. Oh, right. Uh, and um, don't you think so, Mark? No, I think so. <laughs> because it struck me that there's, you know, there's a huge amount of change in radio going on in the last three months, mm. it strikes me. And most of it, you know, two years ago, radio was charging boldly forward digital future, you know, on broadcast online... <laughs> a million flowers will bloom we'll see everybody will have their own radio station their own stream and now they're running as fast back in the opposite direction as they possibly can digital stations you know the Arrow, which we did the Word program mm. on, you know, they've gone to automated, you know, the, they don't have any live DJs during the daytime or whatever. Mm. You know, Capital Radio, The Guardian, all these people they have can't make any money. Quiet. They can't make any money. Out.
3: They can't make any money. I mean, I, I, I think it won't be long before uh, Capital Radio's The Jazz. I think that's in trouble because there's, they're just, it costs you a lot of money because the delivery system, just running a DAB yeah. transmitter system costs you a lot of money. And the advertising isn't there, and the and you know we've all got kids. You know, did did any of your kids say, "Daddy, I really want a DAB radio for Christmas"? No, they didn't. No, you know, and uh, you know people people kind of get Sky Plus, they get high def, they get plasma, they get iPod, they get all these new things. I'm afraid radio has become obsessed with its delivery systems, and what it needs to be thinking about, in my view, is the success of a, of this. You know the word podcast. The Financial Times's podcast, the Guardian's podcast, the Wiggly Wigglers podcast. You know, there's so many Because we're coining money, of course it? you are. Yeah, As you yeah, can tell so from travel. the many adverts that are on on this podcast. But radio didn't make any money when it first started in the 1920s. It had to show that it was popular. You know, and that's the work that's yeah. the work you're doing, isn't yep. it? Here yep. You're just yep. creating a demand. We'll do ev- it we're doing because we're having a laugh. <Yeah>,
2: well, there <laughs> is that. It's entirely self honest. Yeah. We're <laughs> just so working. thrilled that anybody but, else. Seems I do. I do
0: cling to the fact that i was reading this recently some history of the radio that radio had been going about seven or eight years in the united states before anybody thought of doing live sports commentary yeah because they used to talk about it and saying now it won't work yeah. <laughs> it won't work at all you know and it was about 1928 or something like that and they first started doing it
3: oh they? there there is a bbc member. thought that would work?
0: Well, I think it's like loads of things in the development of media you know it's like in the early days of television they thought what's the obvious thing to do you know take, get a play and point a camera at it well no it wasn't the obvious thing to do, there, there's, a, there's
3: a pre-war memo in the BBC uh, from somebody saying that uh, um, music will not work on radio
2: yeah. really yeah. that's fantastic
3: uh, that only a live relay of a dance band playing somewhere that evening might work but just playing gramophone records there's no future in that yeah <laughs> the word one more thing on radio. I know, Trevor.
0: You you wanted to you you, you wanted to get this off your chest. Didn't <laughs> you? <laughs> Which I suppose it relates to the oh, question... Well, can you explain
2: of, Trev's uh, role with radio? Did you give his full title earlier on? Well, go on. No. Because uh, I think we ought to say just what a stellar guest we have in the Well, radio I don't world. think
3: so. Well, I'm called the director of the Radio Academy. Right. Sounds well, they, very yeah. so uh, grand, doesn't it? So
2: he knows
0: where he speaks. <laughs> he does. Uh, and, and I suppose this relates to the, you know, the Elvis Presley sl- slipping mm. over the horizon, all this kind of thing. You were saying to me that, you know, you didn't feel the radio, radio had forgotten about the 1960s. Well,
3: I just think that that's... Um, uh, if you look at the radio audience, it is older uh, than the radio services that are provided for it. I, I'm sorry, I'm entering grumpy old man territory here. I know, but Ooh, pull
2: it's up a chair. It is what it, yeah. what it
3: is. What you do, and I like you for it. Um, but you know, if you just if you were the, the the creature from Mars and you landed here, you would think if you listened to the radio that music started in about 1985, you really would. You you have to search for anything earlier than that. And yet you look at other industries, look at what, what television does when it wants music, look at what they choose uh, for people to sing on The X Factor. Almost always old standards or music from yeah. our day. But what do advertisers choose when they want? They they go back to music from the 60s and 70s because it's cool. Because it sounds authentic. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. But wh- where is, you know, I mean, uh, you, 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 and, you and I like n- uh, the occasional Nick Drake song, yeah. don't we? Now, Nick Drake's records sound great now as they did then. Nobody's going to say, I fear, oh, I think we'll just stick a Nick Drake track in now. Whereas if there was somebody from about 1998 who sounded like that, you just think you might, yeah, you, he might one. be put in there.
0: Now, it's funny you should say this about Nick Drake because this has been something that somebody mentioned on the, on the website, wordmagazine.co.uk. He said, why has why, why, why Nick Drake made it? <laughs> 40 years old, God knows how, like 30 years after his death. Mm. Uh, well, you wrote a book about Nick Drake. I did. And um, I've got this theory that Nick Drake sounds better now. Than he did then. Because I remember Nick Drake kind of coming along on those island compilations in oh, yeah, you know, yeah. the late sixties, early seventies. And it kind of just disappeared into the background. It sounded too fay, you know, compared to I don't know, you know, Roy Harper or about? I think yeah. that's
3: the sound of Wakefield talking, ladies oh, and gentlemen. Right, okay. <laughs> Right. Down, down south in Nottingham, they sounded great. Oh,
0: do they? Yeah. Right. Whereas now I listen to Nick Drake.
3: And down and south sounds... in
2: Hampshire, <laughs> he cut the crust off our cucumber <laughs> sandwiches and enjoyed his fine music enormously. <laughs> <laughs> well, but isn't
3: a, a lot of this is context? You know, Nick, uh, Nick Drake's records sound great because they were produced by a genius yeah. who knew how to capture the sound of a cello and the sound of an acoustic guitar and the sound of a, a, a wheezy, and slightly aristocratic bloke. Yeah. And, and they, exactly that, and that's so. That's why they sound great, uh, particularly in amongst all the kind of slightly more, you know, computerised and yeah, pitch yeah, shifted yeah, yeah. stuff of today. Uh, that, that's that's why I think, and also they just sound. What was the word you used earlier? Real or authentic? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. that's what they say. Yeah, that. yeah, they sound like a real. Well, they sound like three dimensional. which yeah.
2: we talked about this all, on the podcast before. But that's Joe Boyd, the producer you're talking about. That's, that's his theory, isn't it's it? It's John Wood I was talking about. Oh, was it John Wood
4: who yeah. produced those? Yeah. Well, well John, John Wood them. engineered them. Yeah. Oh, and Joe Boyd them. And produced them. Oh, Joe yeah. Boyd produced them. Yeah,
1: but yeah. We're spitting hairs. no, no. But anyway, Joe Boyd
3: produced them, uh, according to the Dave Pegg, by sitting upstairs <laughs> It read,
2: really is. Grumpy Old re- <laughs> Men has <done> some divine, <laughs> four different. Standoffs. <laughs> yeah, we're all sitting. Dave Pegg with said our, to me, you know, arms crossed, Joe you know, Boyd produced records Wood, by sitting
3: upstairs reading the baseball results. <laughs> oh, okay. John Wood made those records. Joe oh. Boyd,
0: in his defense, would say that that was his main job as a producer.
3: Was, was choosing Yeah. <laughs> and say
0: it's too fast, mm. it's too slow, it's too loud, it's too soft.
2: We use that take. Joe Boy l- to stand over it, and you know, yeah.
0: uh, Joe Boyd listens it. to
2: our, our podcasts. Uh, so it's Trevor. I'll, I'll, when you ring <laughs> Joe, I'll give you Trev's number. The man's you a join genius. With so absolute genius. <laughs> so anyway, Nick Drake, <laughs> Nick Drake,
0: 1969, whatever. When he made those records, did he make late sixties? You know, we we we're in the stage at the moment where I turn on the television, and I can't get away from Led Zeppelin. You know, every bit of BBC continuity, <laughs> yes. whatever is you know, oh, yeah. A yeah. communication breakdown or God mm. knows what. 1969, 1970 is back here right now, isn't it? And so I thought I'd I'd ask our good friend Colin Larkin, oh yeah, yeah, the man who the man who lives a prisoner of rock and roll, the man who lives surrounded by teetering stacks. Of old music papers and knows everything there is to know and produce those great encyclopedias and does the Encyclopedia of Pop and Music and I thought I'd ask him who won the Melody Maker Ooh. poll in the year uh, well, well take, don't, you, don't, don't tell us you us the answer, we're going to have to get
2: 1969
0: the well you take 1969 first okay male singer world uh, uh, Eric Clapton no, no. not there no. at all
3: Otis Redding no. Okay, It'd be English uh,
0: though. Surely no, it's no, there. no could, could be, It couldn't be as ready. He just died, didn't he? Couldn't <laughs> <laughs> have a black person all right. at all. I was a melody maker. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a rock paper. Give Paul over. Rogers is free. No, Bob Dylan. Oh, okay. So gosh. Bob Dylan is first. Who's second? Um, Somebody God. we've been talking about earlier. The about the Madeline, Madeline Bell. <laughs> Elvis Presley. All right. Oh, right. And yeah. then we go Scott Walker, John Jones, Leonard Cohen, Richie Haven.
2: I'm not gonna play this game,
0: I'm and not no. getting any answers no. at all. Trevor and and wild. It's absolutely yeah. see this is what happens this is what happens when people vote in polls and rock papers. They always go, i love them, I'll have him, I'm I have somebody black. Third yeah. I and have about Rebecca. the seventh, they always go Lenny Kravitz <laughs> <laughs> or whatever, as if Lenny you Kravitz was black. It's not a <laughs> black black musician. Yeah. It's uh, you know, it's, it's somebody who kind of just qualifies. Mm. Uh, Girl singer world was Janis Joplin, followed by Grace Slick, Dusty, Aretha Franklin. You know, same thing. Grace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. now Four. when would
3: you ever hear a Jefferson Airplane re- or Jefferson Starship record on, on the radio now? Not rare enough for You would, you would hear them in the specialist programs. They, they, they do a specialist programme on Radio 2. Don't oh, that, I right? think she's yeah. doing, yeah. You know those
2: mm. programmes, you turn them on and it's time of the season by the zombies. Mm. zombies you know? Those are specialist one-hour programmes, mm. aren't they, on Radio 2? So in right.
3: 1970,
0: male singer was somebody who could still, you know, still well-known today. Robert Plant. Oh, right. Female singer, somebody connected with Led Zeppelin. Sandy Dennis. Sandy Dennis, thank you very much. And best Best group. William Dan. Best
2: group, uh, Led Zeppelin, (laughs) (laughs) obviously. Showing down to head on
1: points.
2: (laughs) Sorry. He's He's got a little gonk in front of him with a (laughs) scarf on it. You don't know (laughs) a scarf. So Do you remember when the young ones did University Challenge? <laughs> yeah. They actually did it. It was so brilliant. With the four of them yeah. sitting above the other four. Yeah. One. Do you remember? And one of them, I think Adrian Emerson yeah. puts his foot through yes. it. He kicks Stephen Fry. <laughs> so funny. here's my challenge. You
0: take the enemy poll winners for this year. okay? And fast forward. you Take the top ten. So presumably it's got the Arctic Monkeys at the top. I don't know who else is in it. Give Pete Doherty. It. Pete Doherty. All right. There's your ten. Now go forward 30 years. And how many of them will still be talked about?
4: Well, Pete Doherty will be a laureate
0: by that. A few <laughs> yeah. of them. Whereas the Melody the Maker, <laughs> 1970.
4: <laughs> the Melody
0: Maker, 1970. Top groups. Okay. Tell me which of these you're allowed to go. I like when I mention somebody that wouldn't get talked about today. Okay. I like that
2: noise. Can we do some of those? I like that noise. There's not wow. enough sound effects right. on yeah. this podcast. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Jingles. Well, that's all we need. Wah, man. Wah wah wah. Are <laughs> <Hey, ready? laughs> you hey, ready? I'm going
0: from one down <laughs> to ten. God. Led Zeppelin. The Beatles, CrossFit, Sills, Nash & Young, The Who, The Mothers of Invention, Chicago, Good God. Oh, surely somebody's going to go, whack whack. Oh come on, no, 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 no. Jefferson Airplane, The Pink Floyd, Creedless Clearwater Revival, and Canned Heat. You see, I would suggest that Chicago are not going to get talked about They're anymore. Not, no. sure. Candy don't get talked about anymore. But people still, you know, they like no <laughs> records when they hear them.
3: I was a big Terry Kath fan uh, in oh, my Oh, well, dear God. Didn't you
0: like all that stuff? No, well, first album, I think. Like everybody first in the world was bought wonderful. the first album because it was 30 bucks. Robert
2: Lamb. Who are we talking about? Candy? Chicago. Chicago. No, Chicago. No, just means nothing to me at all. Sh- Chicago. eight changed. albums called Chicago. The whole Chicago. world's one, two, watching. Two, two, the, the whole, whole world's, world's watching. The whole world's watching. come
3: on. Seminole the love.
0: Democratic National Convention in Chicago <laughs> 1968
3: Humphrey. Let's Rick. talk about Candy. Come um, on down, Candy. Larry the Mold
0: Taylor. <laughs> oh, let's do the full names. Let's do. Al <laughs> Blind, oh, <laughs> Blind Al Wilson. Blind Al Wilson. Right, start. All right. <laughs> okay, we're going to go around. Okay. Oh, can you do this? Okay. Right. Trevor any f- instrument. Trevor, <laughs> sure. Trevor first. Trevor okay. first. Then he can choose the instrument. Okay, you've, you've got to say the animal. The animal. Okay. Okay. I'll okay. Ladies go, and gentlemen, here we go. I'll go. Ladies Blind
3: Al Wilson. Al Blind Al. Harmonica and vocals. No rhythm guitar. Oh, the well, vocalist Marley was Grubber. Bob
2: the Bear Height.
3: He sang as well. And no, Bob Wilson sang going up the yeah, country. Oh, come he on. Actually,
0: no, Bob, really, all right, number two. Bob the Bear
2: Height was a singer. What
0: did everybody know about Bob the Bear Height, apart from the fact that he Bob was actually uh, huge? 25
2: stone. Uh, he, 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 he had he the largest collection
0: of pornography in the Hollywood. Oh, bigger than John Mail. Yes. <laughs> John Mayles <laughs> would have a massive <laughs> collection of
2: yeah. pornography. Not
0: okay, so we've had <laughs> Al Blindout Wilson, Yeah. Bob the Bear Height. Yep. I'm going to go... Adolfo Fito de la Para. Oh, all the way. Um, the to your border It was uh, the man on the drum. drums. The the man man on the drums. I think you've okay, done. Okay, we've done, done prep. There, there. you've done prep. We, we, we no, oh, I just know this. We're, we, no. we're back we've got two to prep. we have only two left. No, two I've left. gone. All oh, right, Mark okay, Larry yeah. the Mole Taylor was Larry, on the base. Larry the Mole Taylor, oh, I think, is uh, still the Larry Taylor. Is he the Larry he Taylor John, who John plays Hale.
2: with Tom Waits? Tom Yes, he does. Tom Waits. I think he still plays with Tom Waits. Okay, and finally. Finally. I think it's Henry the Sunflower. Henry Vestine. The Flying
0: V. Henry
2: Vestine the Sunflower.
0: Who was born on Christmas Day. Born on Christmas Day. day. Stop me if this
4: is too much information.
3: (laughs) (laughs) So how many lawyers are going to be on at the end of this? We've got John Mayle's lawyers, obviously. No, no, John Mayle's... He's proud of his point. John Mayle, let me just
2: tell you. John Mayle. Joe Boyd's
3: lawyers. John Male. Well, you'll have to do that. John Mayle. Give Joe your address. Straight to your house. Yeah.
2: I'll give you the address, Joe, where he lives Males. and where he <laughs> hides. <laughs> With the Laura looking for him and all his mobile numbers. No, no, no. John Mail. to be fair, in his defence, John Mail had a house in Los Angeles, Laurel Canyon, I think, that burnt down. Mm. And they interviewed him about this tragedy because it was a, quite an old, what they call a Victorian house in America, which means it was uh, in 1935, 19, in the late 60s, a Victorian house. Really old, you know. And uh, yeah, what he's really upset about was his massive old pile of porn had been torched by the blaze. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was quite funny. Gentlemen. I'm talking about you, Paul. No, look, yeah, sorry, younger you, listeners, if you... you know, does anyone know that
4: there's a Radio 1 DJ locked up in Dubai? Yes, well. no, I do. In no, Dubai? Well, I, uh, in Dubai. Uh, the, the, the drum and bass DJ, The Groove Ride. Oh, God. Yeah. Well, well, the,
0: the, yeah. yeah. <laughs> who who, who, yeah, who, yeah, thought, so who thought it was a Is good
4: he, idea when playing a gig in Dubai take some marijuana and hardcore pornography into the country.
0: He didn't read the rough guide, yeah, did it, he? Didn't. I don't like that. He did didn't I? get the travel advisory, no, no, no. I don't
2: think. You know, he got was Paul so McCartney to take it through customs for <laughs> <pornography. Yeah. laughs>
4: yeah, him. never any
2: really problem. An old trick.
4: <laughs> this was approaching a month ago, and he's still he's still there, there. He's, uh, yes, still he's, cooling he's his not toes. Being, yeah. Thankfully, he alternates his show on radio on with a drum and bass DJ called Fabio. So there isn't any dead air. It's all right. It We're all covered. Oh, well, Do you ever listen no?
0: to radio? actually talking <laughs> of DJs? I know one thing we've got to mention because I know you, you knew him. well, knew him better than I did. Kevin Green. Kevin
3: Green is shocking, isn't it? Who died just before New Year? Just before New Year, the day before his birthday. Hmm. Uh, awful, sad loss. Great presenter. People on uh, who uh, listened to Radio One in the '90s will remember him. Uh, also from GLR in the early '90s yeah, yeah. and Virgin and XFM. Really creative guy and also very nice. I, I had a really bizarre and horrible experience of going back to work just uh, you know last week and finding a Christmas card that had oh. arrived oh. whilst I was away, Goodness and it says, uh, uh, "It says Trev, Merry Christmas, love to Maureen, Kev."
2: Oh, that's Lord, that's horrible!
3: And he You know, I mean, everyone takes out the onion uh, at times, yeah. like this, but seriously, he was a genuinely nice bloke. Yeah, yeah. In a, in such a such world a, yeah. where being nice isn't necessarily prized. We can't think of a bitchy
0: yeah. thing to say about not him. Not one thing. And, uh, and nobody can. Mm. Uh, it's, um, so it's a very sad loss.
3: And at which point
0: I'm going to have to grind through the gears now to finish... This is With where you the, need In a way to that Kevin would appreciate. the, sort
3: of, the sort of
2: yeah. radio junction that Kevin never did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Would appreciate. I Three minutes to the top of the hour. You it's want, a, ke- actually, you want a,
3: a, ke- a Kevin Greening De jure here now, yeah. don't you? But so there's a bit of silence, and then someone goes, Herpes! <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what that's funny like, <laughs> <laughs> Do it again, that's
3: good. Come on, do it again. <laughs> I'll do it again if you do you it do Okay, ladies and gentlemen.
2: Herpes! <laughs> it's, a, it's brilliant. That is superb. Oh, you make it look so easy, Trevor. I'm going to finish <laughs> that's with that's two hoary Rock yeah. anecdotes. Yeah. Both so of I'm going blow my nose do you, do you mind. Both Sorry. of me. which
3: supplied by... This, this like may that. be an appropriate yeah. sound effect for the kind so of story we're about to hear. So you
2: should have had this when you're reading out that list <laughs> of <our> fast
0: Chicago.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: <laughs> 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 this is sent in by, by reader Nick White. Uh, to the website, uh, 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 the first bit make no apologies is pinched from Simon Hoggart's column in the Guardian. Yep. Okay, no apologies at all. Uh, apparently, when Dolly Parton, who is was interviewed in the in the new issue of Word, did her presentation at the uh, in Rotherham uh, about you know starting her children's books or whatever, that, that, this item is in the, this piece.
2: Oh, is fun. it? Yeah, yeah. Go on, do it anyway. Oh, sorry. No, it's fine. No, no people will she, she
0: introduces this tune by saying, this little song is about when I was a little bitty baby. We was poor and my mama made for me a coat from all the bits of old rags she found in the sewing box. At which point, from the back of the hall, a heavy Yorkshire boy voice grunted
2: loudly, you were lucky. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that's not in the piece. <laughs> that's a good one. Thank that's you, Simon Hoggart, for this. There but anyway...
0: Nick White adds, he says, they love situations in which Americans, especially showbiz Americans, are exposed to the most British aspects of British culture. And he, said, he talks about he, he, a hoary old football anecdote that uh, apparently Mohammed fired brought Michael Jackson to yep. Fulham yep. <laughs> a few years ago, to a Fulham game. He says, as the other pair took their seats the Fulham fans turned round and barracked Jacko with the traditional chant to fair weather fans to the tune of Bread of Heaven.
2: I can't sing it. I'm going to laugh to it.
0: (laughs) But basically the refrain is, where were you? Where were you? Where were you when we were
2: shit? (laughs) (laughs) Where were you when we were shit? (laughs) That's superb. I think that's absolutely brilliant. And
0: And to verify those... I looked on YouTube today. I put it on the side. There is actual footage of Michael Jackson being <laughs> paraded yeah. round um, Craven Cottage by you know the, the shameless publicity-seeking Muhammad Ali. <laughs> <and fire. laughs> Absolutely. And what after they've taken him on the on the uh, on his perambulation around the pitch? What did they do? What's the least appropriate thing in retrospect? you could ever do with Michael Jackson, honoured guest. Oh, you, you introduce him to the mascot. You introduce him, him to be... 11
2: small boys. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> one after the young. There's yeah. a terrible well, gag, isn't there, Dave, about all that? Uh, uh, about what time is bedtime at Michael Jackson's <laughs> place? When the little hand touches the big hand. No, that's that's
1: terrible. <laughs> Trev! More new lawyers!
2: lawyers. Sure. Sorry, more lawyers! More lawyers. Roll up. Actually, I've got to mention, just looking Zaras. at this new issue Word that's lying on the table here. I've got a, such a lovely uh, email from somebody this morning. There's a great piece in here. There's a picture, a very famous picture. I'm sure you've seen Brilliant this picture. Brilliant picture. They're jazz yeah. guys. And, and yeah, it was, it's of 57 jazz legends who are standing at 10 o'clock in the morning in Harlem in 19... I haven't got my glasses on, so I can't read it. It's 1958. 50s, yeah. And um, it's just the most fantastic picture. It's, a lot of people to, it's trailing a, a, an exhibition on in the Snap Galleries in Birmingham. And somebody sent me a wonderful email this morning saying there was a documentary about this. Great, Dale, great Day in Harlem. Great Day in Harlem, yeah, Harlem that's right, which I never saw. It was a bit where they interviewed Thelonious Monk and they tell him he's got to be there for 10 o'clock in the morning with the other 56 legends. And he says, I never realised there were two 10 o'clocks. Which <laughs> is such a great, <laughs> such a jazz thing to say. He always thought it was at one 10 o'clock, and it was at night. <laughs> I never realised there were two of them. That's fantastic, isn't it? Very good. Anyway, Michael Jackson's lawyers are really sorry about that. Matt's going to cut it out. He was in poor taste. I did a bad thing. I took my eye off the ball. Really sorry. But um, Joe, boy, never crack at Trevor. He doesn't mind. He's got loads of cash.
4: This podcast was brought to you by The Word. Details at (laughs) wordmagazine.co.uk.